May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Today's reading from Acts of the Apostles contains one of my favourite lines in the whole of the Bible. They can't be drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. It's on a par with, in the Old Testament, one or two kings. Um, Here comes Yehu, son of Nimshi, for he drives like a maniac. Or he driveth furiously, if you look in the authorised version. The passages which catch my attention in the scriptures are obscure at times, but he can't be, they can't be drunk, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. The Holy Spirit has come, amazing things have happened, people are hearing in all different languages, and the only response, they must be drunk. How much? We want to rationalise things. There's something amazing happening. What's going on? It's a bit weird. Is it God doing it? No, we've got to think of a rational explanation. It can't be God doing anything, can it? It's like the person who's driving round and round in circles late for an interview. They're trying to find a parking space. Prays, please God, please let me find a parking space. I'll come to church all the time. I'll pray. I'll turn my life around. He turns around the corner right in front of where he needs to be. Someone's just left. There's a parking space. He pulls into space. Don't worry, God, I found one now. We rationalise it. We can do it all ourselves, we tell it. We tell ourselves. Is it God doing something strange? That can't be God. It must be something normal, rational. We experience, or I experience sometimes, some strange things happen. Anyone have any strange things we can't quite explain? Those weird coincidences. And you look at it. Okay, is God trying to tell me something here? And you say, no, it must just be a random coincidence. And another one happens and the same goes on. We can be like, no, I can't be God doing anything, can it? We try to explain these things away rather than admitting they might be of God. They must be drunk. No, they can't be drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Look. It might be God. It is God doing something. Today, Pentecost, Whitson, the sending of the Holy Spirit, promised by Jesus. After his ascension, we heard last Sunday they were waiting, praying, expectant, wondering what it would be like, wondering quite what Jesus meant by the Holy Spirit would come. Scared? petrified quite likely but they were praying they were waiting to see what would happen what God would do and we see transformation we see Simon Peter move from someone who wouldn't say boo to a goose who deny knowing Jesus to suddenly preaching eloquently we see Thomas move from unless I see the hands in your hand the holes in your hands and feet in my hand in your side I can't believe okay they're all sitting there anyway to going out and founding the church elsewhere in the world. We see the church growing rapidly in the Acts of the Apostles, the early church. The Holy Spirit, the images we have of the Holy Spirit, we have a rushing wind, we have flowing water, we have fire, tongues of fire coming down. 
wind, fire, water, elements which are powerful. It's not just a trickle. Elements which are untamable. Elements that we can't control. Don't we know it when we have a water leak? A little bit gets out, oh, I'll, just put, just, I'll just put my finger over that, no that don't work, and suddenly it's rushing. The wind, we can't see, but we can't, can't see the effect of it. My mind goes straight back to that great storm of what, 87. Fire, we like something small, then suddenly it all grows. The, the Holy Spirit depicted as these, these things reminds us of that utter power of God, the utter uncontrollability of God. At the same time though, we, or I at least, like to be in control. I like to feel I know what's happening and how and why and when at my time in my place. And admitting that the Holy Spirit's doing something, it means admitting that it's God who's pulling the strings, it's God who's doing it, not us. Look at the change again in the Apostles when they were transformed by the Holy Spirit. So often we tell ourselves we want change, don't we? You know, it's a new year, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do exercise, I'm going to take up a new hobby, I'm going to do this, that or the other, or I'm going to get in touch with the friends I've not spoken to for ages, I'm going to give up chocolate for Lent. And then we realise if we, if we want change, we've actually got to do something, haven't we? If we say we want, we want change, but we don't quite accept that means we, that we, we need to be changed. We want change, we want it all to stay exactly as it was. It's how many Anglicans do the change, change, light bulb kind of question. Change? Because we're quite happy as we are. We say we want change, but we're quite comfortable, we're quite safe, it's quite normal, it's what we're used to, and we're in control because we know what it's all like. So the thought of the Holy Spirit comes that God doing incredible things in our lives, changing us, transforming us, is both exciting and petrifying, so we think, actually, maybe we'll leave it till next year. Got, got some things to sort out first. After we've done that, may, maybe it might work. We think of the Holy Spirit in liturgy, in baptism, in confirmation, in ordination as deacon, priest, and bishop. In the Eucharist as well. We pray, send the Holy Spirit on this your servant for the work of a deacon. We pray, send the Holy Spirit on this person who's been confirmed. We pray, send your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we say to the Holy Spirit, Thanks for that. Get back in your box. We'll lock the door again. Put loads of padlocks on it so you can't do anything until next we're ready for you to do something. We let the Holy Spirit out. And then we lock the Holy Spirit back up in case it might do something that might change us or scare us or make us uncomfortable. Sort of. Because then it feels like we're in control. This can happen but nothing else. We feel safe. Because otherwise, if the Holy Spirit's let loose, what might happen? Really, what might happen? We see that in Acts of the Apostles. 
Massive things happening. People hear in the different tongues. We hear in the second reading today from 1 Corinthians and all the different works of the Holy Spirit. Things that might be possible for us, but well, if that happened, what would that be like? Not very Anglican, is it? How Paul's the Holy Spirit, seeing miracles, experiencing healings, seeing people transformed. Massive, massive things, exciting things, scary things, because where does it come from? We can't explain. So often we like being in control, but at the same time we feel that we can't do anything. We're small, we're useless, we've got our limitations, we're getting older, we can't do what we once liked to, we don't have the right contacts, we can't do anything, can we? And that's true, to be fair. We can't, on our own. But with God, other things are possible. Simon Peter couldn't do these things on his own, then suddenly he's empowered by the Holy Spirit and massive, incredible things happen. Accepting God's help. Accepting that we need God's help. That we can't do it on our own. It's difficult because quite often we like to be self-sufficient so we can do it all on our own. I don't need help. I don't need help finding a parking space. I've found one for myself now. Thanks God, but no thanks. I'm alright. What would we do if we saw massive outpourings of the Holy Spirit here at St. Divilogs today? If we suddenly had someone sat here offering words of prophecy? If someone suddenly started reporting some pictures they see? If someone started speaking in a strange tongue? If someone was slain by the Spirit, what would we do? Apart from possibly someone called an ambulance, no doubt someone was slain in the Spirit. Because it's a bit different. It's not what we're used to, we don't. It's not what we're used to, not what we expect, not what we're comfortable with, not the sort of thing we do around here. And so I ask, do we, do we believe God continues to act in such ways today? in such miraculous ways. And in fact, if so, do we expect God might act in such ways here, pouring out his Holy Spirit in incredible ways that we don't expect? Here, in Pont Lottin, here, with people like us. Do we think, do we expect the Holy Spirit could come down upon us? I'd hope with a degree of trepidation? The answer might be yes, because we see it in Acts, all the different people and nations, and languages and backgrounds, they were all experiencing the Holy Spirit. We didn't have the mispronunciation of Cretans as Cretans today, I'm pleased about. But actually, when, it, when someone does say Cretans, I smile and I change my sermon, because actually the Holy Spirit even came down on the Cretans is a wonderful message. The, no matter who people are, the Holy Spirit still comes down on them. The reading from morning prayer today was a reminder, even those who were not baptised, even those who were Gentiles, received the Holy Spirit in the same way. So yes, we can and should expect the Holy Spirit to do, come down upon us and do things in our lives.
Because we do receive the Holy Spirit. We do receive the gifts of the Spirit. Not all of them, but some. Are we open to this idea? Are we open to this reality? Are we willing to take a risk? Are we willing to accept God might be trying to do something entirely new, exciting, petrifying through us? Are we watching out for these things, these coincidences, these weird things that happen that we can't explain? Are we looking out, noticing them and thinking, you know what? Actually, that's God doing something there. Can we accept that? Can we admit it to ourselves and others? I've had a couple of those recently, actually, that you know, I can't explain, apart from, yeah, okay, thank you, God, actually, something's happening. They can't be drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Correct. They're not drunk. It's of God. It's God doing something. It's now pouring of the Holy Spirit. It is of God. We need to recognise when that happens. And so I wonder, what is God desperate to do here and now? In this area? In this church? Amongst those who are joining us online? In our lives? What is God desperate to do? How is the Holy Spirit trying to break through? Let us be excited. Let us be expectant. Let us be desperate to find out, while yes, being petrified, what it might mean. May we be willing and ready to play our part in being transformed, crazy as it may seem, by the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen.